Welcome to And Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. It's a me, Amy Jo. <laughs> and costing $48 million and grossing $20 million, this movie sure is a real bob-bomb. We're looking at Super Mario Bros. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost Amy Joe, how are you doing today? Oh, fine. You're not going to commit to the, the accent? You're not going to do the whole episode? You don't want my horrendous uh, cartoon, <laughs> not even cartoon, but... Uh, you know I do. Oh. Well, we see how long a week can all stand it. Uh. Ooh, where'd our listeners go? <laughs> <laughs> Delete! Uh, this is the last film of our dog days month maybe you've listened to our previous episodes this month on demolition man and showgirls if not go back and check them out what an array so what an fun. eclectic mixture uh and this last episode for our dog days month was requested to us by ben so thank you ben for writing in and requesting we check out super mario bros the movie honestly I'm not mad say, about it. I thought that we were saving possibly the hardest watch because Demolition Man is just is stupid fun. Yeah. And Showgirls, despite that ending, is like it's still a classic, like a fun, a bad film. Yes. yes, to, yes, yes that's yes, fun yes, to watch. Whereas this, I really thought this was going to be such a slog. And I thought this was going to be a, I thought this was going to feel like a five hour. Yeah. Like, I, I thought I would have needed to watch this in more sittings. But it was hilariously watchable surprisingly had a blast yeah so i mean it's it's terrible so really thank you ben for recommending this and if you listener of a film you want us to break down the casting of you can email us at endalmoststarring at gmail.com and let us know so super mario brothers or super mario bros as the title says came out on may 28th 1993 it was directed by annabelle jenkel and rocky morton and written by parker bennett terry runt and ed solomon only three people mm. only three well you got ed solomon there of men in black fame so you've got like you know i'm not as familiar with the other two offhand but ed solomon is like he's been around the block this is just one of those that i felt like it could have been a lot of people uh, who wrote this you know what i mean <laughs> yeah Everybody oh, like, yeah. Oh, here's a couple pages here's, a- here's 18 credited screenwriters yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Amy Jo, what's your experience with that Super Mario Bros? Had you seen it before? No. No, you had not. Uh, And for me, I think I'd only seen this the one time. Not in theaters, I don't believe. I'm pretty sure this was a library rental or like a Mm. blockbuster rental. Um, And I think it was just the one time. Because I I, I was just like, this isn't It has nothing to do with the game. No, the game... I'm very familiar with mm-hmm. when we were kids, we did not believe my father when he told us he stayed up one night and beat it. Like <laughs> we absolutely didn't believe him. And now looking back at it, it's like he was a man in his early thirties. Of course he stayed up and beat the video game. Like now I'm like, yeah, duh. That's hilarious to picture your dad staying up, knowing your, your dad to st- be staying up late. And oh yeah. <laughs> oh, Super yeah. Uh, and you know, I, we weren't in a Nintendo household growing up as if the household was playing video games. It was just me. I was a <laughs> PlayStation boy, so I just wasn't a big Mario guy in general. Oh, see, we had we had the Nintendo. Then at some point, like we got a Sega, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And then I think eventually by the time I was in high school, we got that N64 so we could play Goldeneye. And by we, I mean mainly Aaron. (laughs) By the time my cousins got a Nintendo and I was seeing them on a regular basis, it was uh, Super Mario. It was N64. It was Super Mario 64. That was like Mm -hmm, the big one. mm -hmm. But we were past this. And that was long past the one time that I'd seen this movie before. So, yeah, I was shocked. Shocked uh, that I enjoyed this as much as I did. And we should say... We <laughs> sat down to go watch this film, knowing, you know, oh, prepped right. an episode on it, and then couldn't find anywhere. Not only is it not streaming, you cannot currently, as of this recording, and we're recording this in uh, a little in advance, recording this in July, uh, you could not rent this on Amazon or Vudu. I couldn't find anywhere. I, all I could find, which is how we had to watch it, <laughs> was someone online, some person has posted or uploaded the two-hour extended cut with 20 minutes of bonus footage. So we wa- <laughs> we didn't just watch Super Mario Bros. We watched the Super Super we Mario Bros. Super Cut version. Uh, so we had so much more film and so much more enjoyment. Question. Well, because a lot of what was cut was truly one second That's here, true. three seconds there. Yeah, very few scenes, scenes. It was a really interesting. Honestly, it was really interesting in thinking about like as a writer or an editor, like cutting. It's like where can you trim for time? It's like oh, just cut away from the shot a hair early. Yeah, just uh, and come in this up. Yeah, it's like well, we get it. Like just we we as the audience are making leaps and understanding. We don't need you to lead us every single step of the way. Way. But then there were a couple of a couple of additions um, that I was thrilled not to have missed. I mean, Fisher Stevens and Richard Edson as the henchmen, Iggy and Spike, the cousins. They yeah, and co- and cousins, to King cousins. They're not just his henchmen; they are his cousins. I think we needed a scene with their mother or like some family relation mm. to explain that i i, I kind of wanted like some like aunt koopa that's being like you gotta take your cousins along with you koopa like you know you gotta yep. we, this we're all about family you turn this into it's vin diesel vin diesel is grandma koopa <laughs> <laughs> slap an apron and a gray wig on vin diesel he could have been all about that family uh which is why you got to bring your cousins along for your you know gap universe conquering plan question mark but But we missed the scene of iggy and spike (laughs) rapping oh how did they cut this in like the the squarest beat you ever did here oh and i loved hearing it it was a treat ridiculous it was so silly uh so let's get into it spoilers ahead if you have not seen super mario bros or haven't seen it in a while here's a brief ish synopsis 65 million years ago, a meteorite crashes into the Earth, killing the dinosaurs and splitting the universe into two parallel dimensions where the surviving dinosaurs cross into a new dimension and evolve into a humanoid race ruled over by Koopa. King Koopa? Is he king? Do they vote for him? He's King Koopa, but they also vote for him. So he's like president? He's they king. Ever, they Look, refer they to him as president? I feel no, like they also they refer to him as president. King. Nope. I don't know, but they clearly have a different system Mm. i don't think they're in a democracy but i also don't know that they're in a monarchy interesting in a dictatorship i think you're right (laughs) Uh, and then 20 years ago a mysterious woman leaves a large egg along with a meteor rock at an orphanage and as you you said that this should contain a little dinosaur but it does not it contains an infant girl uh who we will later learn is daisy uh, and the present two italian-american plumber brothers mario and luigi live in brooklyn new york that was a decent gag at the beginning of uh brooklyn 65 million years yeah, ago Yeah, it's just like brooklyn it's like 
Brooklyn, but the shot is of just like forest land, yeah. like this lush forest is, and then it goes Brooklyn. And you were and very like, 64, where, where's this in Brooklyn? Where in, oh, I see 65, and then 65 million, million years, years ago. ago. It's like, is this Prospect Park? I don't recognize this at all. Uh, so they, Mario and Luigi, are on the verge of being driven out of business by the mafia-operated Scapelli Construction Company led by Anthony Scapelli. Luigi falls for NYU student Daisy, who is digging under the Brooklyn Bridge for dinosaur bones. Sure. Sure. Uh, after a date, Daisy takes Luigi back to the bridge, only to witness two of Scapelli's men sabotaging it by leaving the water pipes open. Quick, quick, quick. quick. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. uh, number one, they're not just, like, digging underneath the Brooklyn Bridge. They're, like, fully in a giant pipe. They're, like, in... Yes, they have excavated these... Sewers like or something. At least two dinosaur yeah. skeletons. But yes, but they're also like these huge, I mean, it's so Disneyland, like the kind of way that they're like, you know, in the ground and everything. But I was like, if if they had discovered, she's like, this is a new species, you know, <laughs> if that is so, no way these NYU kids are in charge anymore. And I was like, I, 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 get out of here, Daisy. Let someone with funding and experience come through. Nope, it's all and she, it's all her. And to the point that she's allowed to just kind of pop in and bring her date. They're tr- like trampling over these dinosaur bones yep. uh, that are like r- beautiful, like right on the surface, are ready to go. Uh, it's so silly. Uh, Mario and Luigi managed to fix the flooding, but are knocked unconscious by Iggy and Spike, Koopa's henchmen, and as we said, cousins uh, who kidnapped Daisy. And Mario and Luigi awaken and pursue them into an interdimensional portal that leads them to a Dino Hatton. Okay, this mm-hmm. is it really called Dino Hatton? According to the Wikipedia synopsis, Yikes. it is a Dino Hatton. Okay, this the way they have this world like art decorated. I mean, that's a pretty good joke considering instead of man, because they're not men, they're oh, dinosaurs. So it's is dino. it a good joke, Jeff? <laughs> well, or is I, it a I just, joke? It is a joke. I just put it together in my head, but I'm like, I can see it's not just like, okay, just replace the word with dino. It technically no, see, is like I as if we named saying. it Manhattan because man <laughs> founded it. Yeah, and not because it's named after an indigenous tribe. All right. Well, anyway, the the way they have this whole thing art decorated is very reminiscent of like the Demolition Man kind of like sewer population. Mm, mm-hmm. It's very Fifth Element. Yes, it's so very a little Mad Max. Mad Max. Flavor. It's also oh, what was the other thing? Oh, Total Recall. Oh, like sure. when they go to Mars or whatever. Yeah, it's a fun design. It doesn't make sense if you were looking at this as a Super Mario Brothers no, there's, movie. There's like it's very desaturated insofar yes. as like how colorful the cart no, not the cartoon, but the video game is. Mm-hmm. All primary colors. And then this is like it's all like rust and and oh, like everything browns. looks disgusting. Yeah, it's in kind this of world. vile, yeah. Yes, absolutely. But uh, I mean I dig it, I, but it's also like, I, yeah, this movie's not for kids. But like, as a grown adult, it removing from this having to have anything to right. Do with if it's Mario just Luigi, about two rando plumbers, this is just some rando plumber sci-fi fantasy adventure film that you can just view it on its own terms. I, you can kind of get into the groove of this. I've film. seen far worse versions of what you've just described yeah. than this one. Yeah, yeah. So Koopa wants. The meteor rock necklace that Daisy has in order to merge their two worlds. And it's revealed that Daisy is the long lost princess of this dimension. When Koopa overthrew Daisy's father as king, 
and de-evolved him into fungus. Oh, this right. fungus puppet. I had already forgotten about the fungus. Is pretty disgusting. Uh, and then her, that's when her mother, the queen, took her to Brooklyn to hide her away so Koopa mm-hmm. couldn't get to her. Mm-hmm. So Koopa sub- uh, subjects Iggy and Spike to his evolution ray to make them more intelligent. Because uh, so then we should say they're, pretty stupid. Oh, they're so stupid. They are so Couple stupid. Couple of bumbling bumblers. And I was like, normally you have like one henchman is slightly smarter than the other, and these guys are both dead locked for idiot of the year. Mm-hmm. And then, but then I was like, oh, that's why because now they're both getting smart. But yeah. they're just like, here's the square root of this of thirty seven thousand. And if ever we needed proof that intelligence and taste are <laughs> not actually correlated, they the, they don't bother. This hair. The fashions on the, yeah, particularly Fisher Stevens's hair. Ooh, yikes. Doesn't do anything to change no, that. No, it's like a braided mullet. It's situ- gelled it's, situation. It's like a bottle of gel to like oh, get that hair to do also that. Also, the the other henchman who isn't mm-hmm. Richard Edson, is that his name? Uh, yes. He, I recognized him almost you immediately. Sure I was like, wait a minute. I was like, I hear him saying a line in my head. What is it? And it's the garage attendant from Ferris Bueller. Yeah, good I put eyes it on together you. really and quickly. The previous episode. Yeah, yeah. So that was fun to see him pop up and have a lot more to do. Oh, definitely. Uh, and yes, they are now evolved, so they're intelligent. But they're so intelligent, they realize that Koopa is the worst and decide to side with the Mario Brothers. Hey. Uh, Daisy is taken to Koopa Tower, where she meets Yoshi. You wish he was a little cuter. There's a lot. He's a, a he's lot a little that I cute. wish for a He's got cuter. a bit of a smile to him. But he's just. He's not. But I've seen real life lizards that are a lot cuter than this so guy. You've seen a real life dinosaur? Uh, what, what kind of lizard have you seen in life that's cuter than this a little chameleon. dinosaur? Okay. I'm those, trying to think of like a big enough lizard. There's like those a lizard smiling size. lizards like those that do monitors. great on Instagram. The smiling lizards you, that If do you great Google on image search smiling lizard, you'll see one that just looks like, hey. <laughs> I'm happy. I think it's a particular breed. You of know, lizard. you are right. We could. He could be a little cart, more cartoony. He's yeah, also he's like already not real. He's What's the also, diff? He's also like gray colored. It's like get make him a it's little like green. a deep green gray. Yeah. yeah. The the little babam is the cutest thing in the whole movie. Yeah. That was one of your favorite parts of the entire movie, this cute little walking bomb that the fungus gifts to Luigi. Yeah, it really is a fever dream of a script, but it makes, if you can lock into the groove of this film, it makes some kind of sense. Mm -hmm. Enough to watch the film, at least. Uh, But yeah, Yoshi, come on. He gets like to do the long tongue move once uh, on Fiona Shaw. Not a single ripa. Yeah, no, no. I think he doesn't, people he doesn't who, like shoot out one single egg, which one, he, he could be firing eggs at these bad guys. Not one egg. I think also people who talk about this movie being unwatchable mm-hmm. are not taking into account Fiona Shaw, uh, whose presence in this film is a real like level up. Yes, <laughs> as Koopa's number two, Lena, who is jealous of Daisy because she clearly wants to be like the queen, wants right. to be Koopa's main she squeeze, is, and she is like. The outfits. The outfits, truly, truly incredible. Like, yeah. look amazing. Her hair, the wigs, the styling. It's and all then she is selling the crap out of it. She really is. She is selling it. Uh, like, it really, in comparison, makes Dennis Hopper look even worse. Because yes. I don't think he's so bad, but he, he does read so one note because she is giving, like, so much stakes so many, and drama. She also, like, there, there's, like, a scene between the two of them at the end, and it's, like, a big, yeah, big high stakes thing. And it really put that into contrast because it's, like, she's she's giving you the different vocal qualities. As you, as you said, she's giving that. you Medea. Yes. She's which, giving look, you real I've seen her Medea. play Medea. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was less intense than this in a lot of scenes, you know? Um, but, and he's, he's giving you like, ah, I've got the stupid hair. Ah, I gotta combine the two universes, man. Yeah, that was, that was the bulk of it. Anyway. I want the power. And she's giving you like this, the gradations this of like what I want, what this means to me. This means it's like built into her where it's, it's like very, it's also like, feels like Lady Macbeth. Oh, it's yeah. like, so what you she's get when you get like a Shakespearean, a, like a classically trained Shakespearean actor like Fiona Shaw. Uh, and I loved it. I loved every minute of it. Uh, Koopa informs Daisy that she descended from the dinosaurs, believing only Daisy can merge the worlds because of her royal heritage. Uh, which Lena, as Fiona Shaw, is not happy about whatsoever. Uh, eventually, the Mario Bros rescue Daisy with the help of Toad, a good-natured guitarist we with the worst even hair. About Toad, this spiral, this buzzed into his scalp Ugh. spiral. Look, people love to do hair art, and I say do what you want. But then, if you're also going to take this person and turn him into one of these like horrible Goomba creatures, yeah. Toad is supposed to be cute. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, if you've not seen this film, uh, he gets turned, he devolved into a Goomba, as many people, as Koopa, like, he, that's how he makes his, like, henchmen. So they have, like, these guys. tiny heads and they these big bodies. They become huge, these huge, like, refrigerator bulky bodies, and then these teeny tiny disgusting lizard heads, and you recognize Toad because he gets a harmonica tossed on his Because dude's head. a musician. You can't musician. kill the musician in you a person, kill bruh. the song, bruh. Uh-uh. That that was the day the music died is when Toad okay. got turned into. You think Toad a Goomba. was the music? <laughs> I beg to differ. In this world, in Dino Hatton, like he top of the charts. Um, <laughs> so he winds up helping. Yeah, all through this is that it, I mean, you were like really like these are not for kids. Yoshi gets stabbed. These are my notes. Yoshi gets stabbed. Toad gets lit on fire. I was just oh, shocked. Right. Like Full one or dread the other. pirate Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, better casting onto the giant as Toad. Yes. <laughs> we haven't even gotten into it, and I agree. Uh, so Lena tries to betray Koopa and winds up getting electrified. It just gets, like, shot into the wall and turns oh. into a skeleton, which is hilarious. And the two worlds merge anyway. Koopa is now in the real world where the, the Scapelli brothers are there at this site. And he de-evolves him into a chimpanzee before going after Mario. But Luigi and Daisy manage to something something with this meteorite and to make the world separate again blah no blah idea. blah everything I lost is saved the thread around yeah. this point and now mario and luigi get go back to dino hatton to confront koopa and eventually defeat him by firing him with their de-evolution guns and blast him with that cute little bob mm-hmm. and turn him into like a big t-rex and then further devolve him into a big pile of goop uh, and then Daisy's father is restored as king. Hello, Lance Henriksen, for Hello. two lines of this movie. Uh, and the citizens, Im- <laughs> that is a great touch. They immediately are taking, like, painting over the posters of that Koopa in the background. Uh, they, they, like, they might as well have had, like, the statue of Koopa that they're toppling yeah. over. Uh, and Luigi professes his love for Daisy and wants her to come to Brooklyn with him. But Daisy, having found both her home and father, decides to stay in Dino Hatton crestfallen luigi kisses daisy goodbye as he and mario return home to brooklyn with daisy watching them leave and three weeks later the mario bros getting ready for dinner when their story comes on the news and the anchorman says they should be called the super mario bros and daisy arrives and with this this whole like you're not gonna believe this which the screenwriter said is fully ripping off of back to the future yeah clearly yeah uh book seven is like did you think there was gonna be any 
Well, why sequel? cast Lance Hen- Hendrickson as the father, you know, other than just oh, like I a guess cameo? That's the point. I just figured it was a cameo. Oh, no, I thought. You thought it was like setting up that sec- that uh, that sequel? Well, it's like it's a cameo if it is. And if not, then he's got they've got a strong. It's like actor. Oscar Isaac's cameo at the end of Into the Spider-Verse. And now he's going to be a big part of that. There you go. Spider-Verse 2. There you go. And then finally, finally, we also get, which feels like a first that I can think of, is this post credit scene. Long before a stinger. we do a stinger scene. I had walked away and you, you made sure me come did. back. I had to wait for you to return. <laughs> you, at that point, you were done with the movie. Uh, I had to wait for you to return. Well, it was done. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but we see these two Japanese business executives propose making a video game based on Iggy and Spike. Now on Earth, who decide on the title of their game should be the Super Koopa Cousins. <laughs> sure. Super Koopa, lights are gonna blind me. The casting directors of Super Mario Bros. were Molly and Don Finn. Molly Finn has also cast such films as The Untouchables, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Batman Forever, and Titanic. Her husband, Don Finn, has only a few other casting credits, mainly this and the Kevin Bacon starring The Air Up There. So the original script for this was much darker. Oh, oh, that's not where I didn't think that or that not was even what they were going to do. Darker, but just more pointedly like geared to adults mm. uh and that original script is what inspired bob hoskins dennis hopper and fiona shaw to sign onto the project however the yeah pro- like actors <laughs> right however the producers feared it wasn't kid friendly enough so they forced all these heavy rewrites and barred the directors from contributing to them uh like apparently this original version was much more like mad max with like death races mm-hmm. in the desert a lot of like very like british political like rye comedy like satire it sounds bananas like i don't mm-hmm. think i don't think it would work the problem is it is like what who are you trying to make this movie for like yeah. who is the movie for and like think about who loves and is the target audience when you're when you're calling it super mario brothers you like it, you do like this is for kids if you were to make it today yeah you might get a lot of like 90s nostalgia yeah yeah it's like remaking space jam today you know being like oh that reminds me of my youth i'll go watch it but at the time it hadn't been around for so long that that was at all the thing right exactly yeah this was this was for the kids not for the grown-up versions of those kids who grew up on the thing like if they were gonna make like a minecraft or like a roblox movie or something right now like it wouldn't be for our demographic, you know? You don't you don't think that uh, if they made a Minecraft movie today, you would have, like, the... I don't, I don't know Minecraft, but there's some, there's some kind of creeper. I know there's a character named the creeper. You don't think the creeper would be like, you know what I love about mud? It's dirty and, and clean. clean. It's clean and, no, it's clean. That's right. It's clean and dirty at the same time. Blah, 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 with, his lizard, with a lizard tongue. You don't, yeah, you don't, don't think know, that's... You know uh, what? Right I for- don't know Minecraft well enough. <laughs> we haven't watched our nephew play enough of it for me to have a strong in on that <laughs> uh, let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast some of these people may have auditioned some may have just been discussed by casting this is all subjective and as always i've looked up all the actors in advance and amy joe hearing it along with you listener for the very first time i'm as fresh as a little princess a peach <laughs> <laughs> but let's kick it off with Amario, Amy Joe, your thoughts on Bob Hoskins and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? As ever, freaking love Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins is great in this. I mean, yeah. 
Dennis Hopper, I think, is the one of like the main cast that is that is the most like that I have quibbles with the performance. Everyone else is like, I think, doing a great job with a really weird movie, giving it. Yes, they are. He's so charming, giving a hundred percent. Some real laughs like that. I had like just I I freaking love Bob Hoskins with that mustache. I love it. Well, as he said, he initially did not like the script and didn't want to do another children's film. He said, I'd done Roger Rabbit. I'd done Hook. I didn't want to become like Dick Van Dyke. Hoskins wondered how he would prepare for the role, saying, quote, I'm the right shape. I've got a mustache. I worked as a plumber's apprentice for about three weeks and set the plumber's boots on fire with a blowtorch. <gasps> Didn't say if that was on purpose or if that was an accident. Sounds like an accident. Uh, but I, yeah, well, it was either Sounds three, like three weeks it was three in, weeks. it was an accident, and now he's no longer working for him. Mm-hmm. Or after three weeks, it's like, you son of a... Yeah. Blowtorch your boots because I am I quit. I'm out of here. Uh, and the producer kept sending him new script revisions until he finally agreed. So like, it was like, I we're going to wear you... We're doing the Steve Urkel. Oh. I'm wearing him down. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, who are you thinking? Who are you thinking? Well, uh, I don't know. It's it, it's also like such a weird movie to think think about. All this is a little like I I don't know. Um, Peter Falk <laughs> comes to mind like a slightly younger yeah. Peter Falk. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Joe Pesci, obviously. If we're although like th- this is more of a, a the kind of kids movie you would more expect to see Joe Pesci in is just like a uh, yeah darker, fully from Brooklyn. You know, yeah, it's very true. Um, I also I, I was just thinking of with like, Ralph Macchio as Luigi. Oh. Hey, you get cousin hey. cousin Vinny and because uh, Ralph, whatever his character's name was, yeah. my cousin Vinny. And, and then we have Marissa Tomei uh, as well, either Daisy. Well, Marissa Tomei would then I yeah, she'd I play mean, like what is it, Bernadette or whoever the girl from yeah. Donna Donna. It's such a small role, but yeah. I mean, as Daisy, that'd be great. That'd be great um, with Fred Gwynn as <laughs> Koopa. <laughs> Herman uh, Munster as Koopa. He's the right color as Herman Munster. That's true. That's true. Um. Thinking about other like uh, I was like who's who's in, like another Italian American that's done a lot of movies set in Brooklyn? Oh, I know John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. Also, yeah. he's someone who has with that a theatricality about his screen presence that you, I feel like you, would doggy lend doggy way. You don't John say. Travolta? John Travolta goes big, you're saying? And so that could that could work. And then just to be stupid, I put Roberto Benigni on here. <laughs> A beloved Italian clown, Roberto Benigni. <laughs> sure. Why? Why not? not? Uh, I mean, honestly, if this instead was an, Ital- an Italian-made film. Oh my gosh, if this, if was, this were a Fellini film. Yeah. <laughs> Fellini film. <laughs> Mario's eight and a half. <laughs> Yeah, this is his. It's a Mario eight, Mario. His eight and a half like plumbing gig that he's had. Uh, yeah, Mario I, I short for Marcello. Not not right for the time. Uh, although I guess he, I guess he's in True Romance, so I guess he is acting around this time. But the best I could do, James Gandolfini. So that just sure. that just tickled sure. me. The yes. idea of Tony Soprano being Mario Mario. It's <laughs> Mario Mario. Oh my gosh. Um, so Bob Hoskins didn't know that this movie was based on a video game until his son asked him what he was working on. And when Hoskins mentioned the film's title, his son immediately recognized it and showed Hoskins the game on his own Nintendo. So he had no idea. He just thought of some like random, weird sci-fi. Th- I mean, he's wow. he's got a small role in Brazil, 
which obviously a much better movie, but feels similar in terms of like a weird yeah. made up who knows what bizarro this is. Terry Gilliam world. Yeah. Why plumbers? I don't know. They picked a thing and not like, oh, because the character in but the I think video he game. Might be a pl- he might be a plumber in Brazil or he's just like, a, I forget, like an electrician or like mm-hmm. some kind of uh, like that kind of worker. Uh, but yeah, he... I mean, he had the worst experience on this. He said in an interview in 2011, he described the film's production, quote, it was a fucking nightmare. The whole experience was a nightmare. It had a husband and wife team directing whose arrogance had been mistaken for talent. After so many weeks, their own agent told them to get off the set. Fucking nightmare. Fucking idiots. Oh, and although Bob Hoskins said that this is the worst film he's ever made, his son Jack Hoskins, I guess I'm assuming the one that showed him that mm-hmm. it was a video game, is a fan of the film, praising his dad's performance, and he said that he was too young to understand the poor reviews, and now that he's old enough, he doesn't care, Aww. which I love. And I'm like, I get it, because he's get... doing great work in also, this. Also, like, you know, I mean, like, he's a great actor, so truly he, he could make whatever uh, yeah. w- work, especially what I'm about to say, but, like, you don't feel his, like... Disdain. Rage and disdain no. at all. He's not letting that color guy, his performance. Guy's a pro. Guy's which a profesh. look can be hard to do, especially yeah. when there's a camera up in your face, you know, and it's like sometimes hard to release that. He looks like yeah. he's having a great time and it's yeah. just like full of like wonder and it's it's i think lovely and especially surprising given the fact that during a chase scene bob hoskins broke his finger when the van's door slammed on his Mm. hand so for the rest of the film hoskins which you can see in some shots he's wearing a cast that was painted pink to look like a hand in addition to breaking his finger hoskins recalled that he was stabbed four times electrocuted and nearly drowned quote and that's just what happened to me but like you are not seeing that at all like he looks like he's having the time of his life this also explains why they have him wearing gloves in a lot of the back half of the show oh yeah he's wearing those big yellow gloves once he gets Mm -hmm. into that yellow suit wow well the (laughs) the scene where they're they're like flooding the the pipes and everything like i could see that could yeah if you're not in a good safe environment that could get real dangerous real fast not sure where he got stabbed on four separate occasions but yikes, yikes 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 but let's get into the actors who were actually considered for mario right off the bat offered the role and the chance to direct danny devito oh that I was mean, i mean he was on my longer list yeah. yeah i mean that's certainly cuddlier a than um pesci oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh which would be great i mean yeah. it'd be great i like you so get it it's oh, like yeah. Did it do it. Instead, in nineteen ninety-three, he was voicing Rocks the Dog in Look Who's Talking Now with John Travolta. Mm. Uh, Dustin Hoffman expressed interest at one point. He pursued the movie and they did not want wow. two-time Academy Award winner Dustin Hoffman as Mario. Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, I, I guess I could see. Uh I like Bob Hoskins better and Danny DeVito. Uh, Bruno Kirby was attached at one point of City Slickers and When Harry Met Sally Mm -hmm. fame, um, which is interesting. I mean, he's got the stash. He sure does. That stash is prominent. (laughs) Cheech Marin turned it down. Interesting. Which I'm like, would you? I don't not see it. Tommy Chung as Luigi. Would you? Would this be a Cheech and? Are you? You're already. This movie is like okay. We already are barely for kids. Let's get the stars of Up in Smoke. Cheech and Chung. Uh, Which I could say I dig that. Or Cheech Marin. Uh, Instead, in 1983, Cheech Marin had. the 24 episodes of The Golden Palace, the spinoff of The Golden Girls, and an episode of Tales from the Crypt with Clancy Brown, which is Clancy. not too shabby. No. And Tom Hanks 
was considered. As you were like straining that out, I was like, which major Tom is this? <laughs> Tom Cruise is Mario. Could you imagine if they, in 1992, <laughs> Tom Cruise, they slapped like around whatever this, like uh, Days of Thunders, Tom Cruise, they slapped on a mustache to be like, you're going to be Mario. If he's like, but if he treated this like a Mission Impossible, that he's like, I'm doing all my own stunts. I'm really going to fly on these. I'm these doing all boots. my own plumbing. I'm really leaping off this and getting caught by this fungus. I'm doing all my own plumbing. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> they tried to put in a plumbing double for me. I but, said, no, uh, no, no, I said, man. no way, man. I got to learn how to make these pipes stop <laughs> being that bad. Doing all my own plumbing. Uh, now, they could not reach Tom Hanks's $5 million asking price, and the failures of Turner and Hooch and Joe versus the Volcano led the studio to believe that Hanks was no longer a box office draw. Ha 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 ha. Instead, in 1993, he had Sleepless in Seattle <laughs> and Philadelphia, which won him his wow, first Oscar. So what good sweet revenge. Job dodging a bullet, Tom, to be in those two films. Oh, that guy, I don't Mario know, he's Lowe's. all washed up. Oh, wait. <laughs> who's going out to see those Tom Hanks movies? No one wants that. I, but like, it's not, I mean, I guess Bob Hoskins, but it's like, he's not, Bob Hoskins is just great. Yeah. But people weren't like, we got to see the new Bob Hoskins no. movie. He's just a great actor, he, but he's not like a star name, The you know, well, from Hook and Roger the Rabbit. The star They're, name is Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. And that's why if you're going to do something that, what we're saying, like a little bit of fan service might have been nice. <laughs> like if you're going to stray this hey, far from the thing. Half hour to the end of the film, they finally put them in their they red sure and green did. colors. They sure well, did. What more do you want? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but like, I don't know what an actual like movie more adapted from the game would be, you know, of like like a real life cartoon i guess like really i guess it should be an animated film it should be an animated film but even if you were just to do like more again more saturated colors i think you could do a similar kind of oh i go into an alternate dimension but then the alternate dimension dimension is like toontown yeah in roger rabbit that it's more bright and like colorful or something or oz there you go yeah that could be yeah that's something instead of we're gonna go from gritty brooklyn we represent dino hat in just these teeny tiny like baby dinosaurs coming up Uh uh-huh giving him offerings i just think there's there's there weren't any like mushrooms to jump on there were no yeah he uses like the one mushroom at the end that gets like super big that he he uses a shield and like that's about it and we couldn't we couldn't uh stuff bob hoskins into a raccoon costume so he could fly around come on he couldn't be spitting out some fireballs. I mean, yeah, we should have had a flower spitting some fireballs. Although yeah. I guess that was maybe that was a later Mario Brothers. I, I don't I'm not good with the I, I, I was an, once again, not a Nintendo boy. So I don't know if we had those that game yet that included the raccoon suit and the flower shooting fire. I don't but remember. Anymore. I don't care. Listener, we should have. Even if <laughs> they had seen to the future, they should have seen the future and put him in a little raccoon onesie. <laughs> Just picturing Bob Hoskins in a raccoon onesie is, is making Great. me laugh. And let's move on to Luigi. Imijo, your thoughts on John Leguizamo and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? He is so charming. <laughs> he's a vet. he's a cute little boy he's in this film. He's a cute little fresh-faced babe. I'm just sweet and in love and I plumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's the verb for a plumber, right? They plumb? They plumb the depths of the sewers. Um... Yeah, he's so charming. He is making this seem 
effortless when this is some heavy lifting, you know, yeah. to sell this. Yeah. He's so charming. I'm never annoyed by him when I think in the hands of a lesser actor, it would be so easy to be annoyed by him. Mm. But you have, you have John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins together. They're so great together because they're both great actors. They just like play so beautifully off one another. I find, I find him so fun. Um, if this were made today, I just thinking of another like adorable, fresh faced Latinx actor, Anthony Ramos from in the Heights. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh yeah. That same kind of like, Oh shucks. I hope I get the girl. I'm just (laughs) trying to make things work. Um, really great. And then for the time he would have been quite young, but it's not that much before demolition man thinking of like Benjamin Bratt, like how young he is in that. And just that same kind of, he's not as good an actor as John Mm -hmm. Leguizamo, you know, but then who is, but like he could be charming. I feel like he would have at least like the charm to like get, get it across a bit, even if it's not like, John Leguizamo, where you don't quite notice how bad it is. <laughs> yeah, because he is trying, though he was quite annoyed that he was not allowed to ad lib in the film, which is like, that's what Leguizamo does. That's like Jackie Hoffman on on stage. It's like <laughs> she's like you have people who it's like, that's that's part of why we're hiring you. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I uh, I was like, these are all for made later, kind of more mm. of a around like eight years later or so well uh like i could see like a young mark ruffalo sure bobby cannavale to me is like this is bread and butter like thinking bobby cannavale on will and grace like that age see i only know bobby cannavale older Mm -hmm. so i'm having trouble picturing it because to me he's never read as like young and fresh-faced and enthusiastic emphatic but more like (laughs) You know, well, just like, like younger, Will and Grace, the station agent mm-hmm. that of what, what I'm getting from him. Uh, or I guess around this time, you know, I could see a John Turturro. I could see uh, sure. Baby Turturro. Uh, so in his 2007 autobiography, John Leguizamo states that he and Bob Hoskins hated working on the film and would frequently get drunk to make it through the experience. Both men apparently knew the movie would turn out bad, so they simply tried to make the best of it. He also stated he felt one of the biggest reasons the movie turned out the way it did was because the directors wanted a more adult movie while the studio, considering the source material, were looking for a children's film. And allegedly due to drinking on set, John Leguizamo was hit by a car, breaking his leg, and you can see his cast in some shots of the movie. So I don't know if he was hit by a car within, like, doing a stunt in the film, or if because he was drunk, he then got hit by a car offset. That I could not tell, but... Everyone was getting injured throughout the making of this film. That does that one at least does seem a bit on. It does. On John, it on sure does, as opposed to uh, I was stabbed. <laughs> that feels like that's probably less Bob Hoskins' stabbed, fault. electrocuted, almost drowned, and his finger got slammed in the door. Uh, but yeah, that they're. It's, I'm sh- kind of shocking how good the two of them are, considering that they were probably drunk for most of the shoot. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, and the other actor I could find that was up for this role was also Tom Hanks. No. <laughs> he had his pick of Mario or Luigi, I guess. Oh, my gosh. Uh, like, okay, so what if you just, you know, they're brothers. Just double it. Get double the Tom Do Hanks. Do a real Tom parent trap situation. Parent trap situation. Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Why don't you and I combine <laughs> into one person? That's right. 
Uh, yeah, Tom Hanks acting up opposite himself as Mario and Luigi. That, that I would want to say. The age gap is so significant, seeming between Bob Hoskins and At John Leguizamo like, that they reference it. Sure, but that I feel like it could be Tom Hanks and Colin Hanks a few years later. Just baby Colin Hanks, however old he would have been then, like an eight-year-old, nine-year-old. Yeah, I feel Colin like he's, Hanks. he's probably around my age, a little younger, maybe so. So, like, he would have been, yeah, just a, a wee child. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe may, made later. Sure. Why not? Uh, let's move on, though, to Toad. Amy Joe. your thoughts on Mojo Nixon. And who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? It's a very small role in terms of him as a human. You see him <laughs> only for, like, two quick, two, two or short three scenes. short scenes. And then he gets turned into a big old Goomba. Big old monsterman. And I, never gets turned back. We never get to see him get re because you should. They should be able to just then evolve all these Goombas again. But they don't bother. Like we don't. We don't care. Nobody cares. No one cares to see Toad get rescued. No. We just saw him get lit on fire. <laughs> I can't here, believe they light Toad on fire. Here are my thoughts. Why? That's my main thought. My main takeaway yeah. is why? Why'd you do Toad dirty like this? Um, like make him an annoying like sidekick character make him like a fun ooh let me show you around kind of character everything they did with this character seems like a mistake to me <laughs> but here we are okay i said for the time uh meatloaf uh if you're sure. going to get an actual musician which seems to be like what cuz he is an actual musician right. he made his acting debut at playing the drummer James Van Eaton in the 1989 Jerry Lee Lewis bio Great Balls of Fire well, there you go. There you go. Um, oh yeah, meatloaf would be meatloaf. great. Meatloaf, and then if this were made more more contemporary, I would say Chris Sullivan from This Is Us, oh, and yeah. he's Taser Face in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy too. Um, <laughs> you know, just, I could see him as a Mario. I think he'd be a very oh, lovable, for sure. Mario. very lovable. Yeah, I mean, he's so tall. So like, if you're going for the shorter kind of thing, then yeah. you know, well, I guess James Gandolfini was not a short man. I don't. Well, think. That's true. I don't know, but um, I figured you know we're talking about a film where that seems to be not high less on the, of the issue. Yeah. yeah, if this is a theatrical production, well then <laughs> um, Mario on stage, Ma- live and all singing, oh, all dancing, all plumbing, stage spectacular. I want to see the Mario ice capades. <laughs> that's what I want to see. Mario uh, on Mario ice. Mario on ice. Oh, oh my gosh. Sure. Um. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, so yeah, those those were my thoughts as far as like people who are moderately similar mm-hmm. to the person that they've cast for whatever reason they decided to do this with the role. Right. Uh, yeah, I think similar. Just get, getting musicians. I was like, I don't know how random it would be so random, but get like Keith Richards <laughs> as Toad. Just be given like these anti. Uh, oh, you know what? Be- better get Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan with like these anti Koopa. Oh Why you gotta be that way? Party Poopa. <laughs> the party Poopa. Is one of the lyrics in the cut rap. Oh, that's we true. should go back and actually listen to it again. But I do remember I think that we have like, to. Koopa. Yeah. Party Poopa. Um, but yeah, that's I, because he's only, they're only, he's only in the movie so shortly before he gets turned into a monster man. I think it's funny. Get someone really recognizable to be like, oh, this person's in the movie. And then you turn them into a lizard man. So, Just do uh, a full Janet Lee inside. Go, yeah. So go with me as Toad, Dolly Parton. <laughs> Do- Dolly, <laughs> Dolly Parton is just greeting them. Well, hey, y'all. It's me, Toad. Now, I got a song to sing about how that Koopa, oh he's one gosh. party Poopa. Uh-oh, where are you taking me? Little 
little tiny sidetrack, <laughs> yeah. Christmas on the Square has been nominated for an Emmy. Was it really? Yes. Oh, wow. That is bananas. For what? I don't know. But uh, I didn't look that deep into it, but it's now an <laughs> Emmy-nominated show. Was it best costuming for uh, Dolly's Dolly uh, as the Gr- Angel? Grisabella oh Hobo gosh, Chic? Oh, my right. Change. <laughs> um, or this is made today. Replace the Toad's guitar with a ukulele and get me Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> <laughs> Manic pixie dream Toad. I imagine that haircut on Zoe Deschanel. No, that's nightmare fuel. Yes. Uh, so don't do the, that to her. According to Mojo Nixon, he was cast in the role of Toad because the production wanted an actual musician for the character, but their first choice, Tom Waits, was <gasps> unavailable. Okay, see Tom Waits. Now I'm interested. Now we're talking. Oh my gosh. That's what I want. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Like that could be, if you, and then have Tom Waits do like a song over the credits. Some like, real, real, jingle, jingle. Or do like get the boss, Booking get Bruce Goomba. to do some like anti-establishment too. Well, this was know? 1993, so he was too busy uh, uh, winning Being an Oscar the boss? for, no, for Philadelphia, Streets oh, right. of Philadelphia. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he won the Oscar. Did he win? He might've won the Oscar I think for, so. for that song. I think so. Secret um, Garden. So he didn't have time for this movie look it's how many days are you filming two that's you know. true or ca- you don't cast cast bruce as toad that's what i said oh you oh i th- sorry as, as no, i thought you were using, like of writing like a, bruce a, a as toad and then I have say, him do the song I over say. the credits yeah you're filming two days gotcha. you have yeah, a song. Tom, tom waits is hitting like you where you want him where he looks like he could be like a homeless busker like, yeah tom waits is gonna do that for you and I, and I think Bob Dylan is, would get us there For as sure. well. Um, Mojo Bruce Nixon is, a little is slicker. Mojo Nixon's yeah. doing what he can. He sure is. Uh, I don't blame this guy. Yeah. I, he's not great, uh, but I don't blame this guy. Yeah. Apparently, Nixon's agent pitched him to casting as a third-rate Tom Waits for half price. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood is horrible a third rate but that Tom feels like they're the losing price. money you know it's like what you want to say is like he's a he's like a second rate tom waits for a third of the price not he's a, as third of good but for half price that doesn't make sense no it's well it's still basically you're getting a cheap di- you're getting discount tom waits mm-hmm. is what they're saying but in a way they interpret as pithy wow well let's move on to koopa Amy Joe, your thoughts on Dennis Hopper and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Oh boy. I mean, a lot of this isn't his fault and a lot of it I, I feel like is, you know, I just feel like he's not up to the task of elevating, elevating the material that he's been given to the level that it would need to be. It's not fun. I'm not like having yeah. so much fun watching him do it. You he know, has so much more fun and speed. Yes. He's having a ball yes. in speed. You don't and get he, that sense of like, and I get it. And it's also much better material. And it sounds like it was a miserable set. Yeah. So he was supposed to shoot for five weeks and he wound up being there for 17. 17. He said it was a nightmare. Very honestly, that movie. It was a husband and wife directing team who were both control freaks they and wouldn't all, talk before they made oh decisions. Yeah. So and they're he, all <laughs> calling out this directing team as being uh, the absolute uh, worst. Leguizamo said in his autobiography that he once saw the husband, uh, Rocky, pour hot coffee over an extra's head because he didn't. He, he was like, "You're not dirty enough. You, you're all supposed to be dirty." And he poured hot coffee over their head. Possibly they were wearing a hat, so it didn't go directly oh, on their head. But uh, it's still that like, makes it what better. Are we talking about? Oh my gosh! So they really do sound like I a hope nightmare. They were ran duo. out of Hollywood on a rail. 
Um, Pretty much. They were not. They somehow did not get the call to be directing they didn't bounce big back budget films after this. After this. Surprisingly, wow. no. Okay, so I was thinking, like, who are people who would relish this yeah. more yeah so top of the list is john malkovich just like <laughs> who's someone that is like you want deranged i'm in um i've got to combine our universes i'm going to de-evolve you now <laughs> um it works for me uh it's a lot easier in makeup adding this little spiky haircut because you don't, I already have no hair. You just glue it to my scalp. Oh my gosh. All the effort they made as well to like make everything sort of spiky. Like there was one point where like they're running through like, I think like the, it's not a castle, the castle or whatever it is, yeah. you know? And I was like, oh, look at all this soundproofing that they just tacked up to the walls. Yeah. And you were like, oh yeah, Koopa's podcast oh, that's is right. really going to take it off. Does. All of his lairs and offices do look like he's recording a podcast. Yeah. Cause it's like clearly just soundproofing material. That Co- like Koopa needs up. a friend where each week Koopa has a different guest on talking about uh, the kooky crazy world of Dino The Koopa verse. <laughs> Welcome to the Koopa verse. Um, Hanging with Mr. Koopa. Could that be the name of his podcast? Yes. Koopa. <laughs> yeah. But it'd be a real talk. It'd be like a real Frasier situation. It'd be a real Koopa just being like, I'm listening <laughs> as you'd write in with your problems. It'd be like a real dear Abby, but hanging with, hanging with Mr. Koopa. This is already a much better movie than, than any of the Koopa experience that we watched. What would be the ads for the podcast? <laughs> would there, would, is there still a postal service? Would they have stamps.com? I don't know. There'd be, there'd be like a green apron for lizard based Green apron. Food. Absolutely. You know, there, there would, and then it's, Instead of like Casper mattresses, it's like different like heated rocks you can sleep on. There is that mattress. They do go skating down the tunnel. That's in. true. That could be a that could be a Casper. Hey, who knows? Uh, who's to say? Um, um, so John Malkovich, great pick. Uh, next on my list, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh yeah. Who yeah. never disappoints, and no. even in a movie that he knows is stupid, he's still showing up. I want those motherfucking plumbers out of my motherfucking universe. Like that is exactly. like now get us a full adult film. Have him drop an F bomb. Yes. It's, it's just have, imagining Samuel Jackson going, fuck you, Yoshi. Now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm in. Well, looks like your princess is in another fucking castle. <laughs> yeah, suddenly it's starting to make sense to me now. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. And then, like, more, much more contemporary. Think of, like, how I don't believe he was properly utilized in Wonder Woman 1983, Pedro Pascal. I thought, like, when he was doing the, like, act one villain Mm -hmm. stuff, it was so fun. It was just the plot got, let's say, convoluted and suddenly it took an emotional quality. I was like, "Ah, I'm out. Um, but I thought, like, in that first act where he's, like, really trying, like, you know, go and, like, you know, seduce Kristen Wiig and everything. Like, that yeah. version, I was like, that would be, I think, a really fun sure. energy for the, and and the kind of, you know, you still have the status. Definitely. Okay, here is where I'm putting John Travolta. <laughs> Don't waste him on Mario. Let him be eating right. the ham sandwich that is King Koopa. <laughs> that that's what I I think would uh would sell this. Or I mean, really, it's a it's a cartoon silly film for kids. Get me get someone who's gonna destroy the scenery. Tim Curry. 
That's who I want as my Koopa. Eat it alive. Yes. I mean, come Just that, like, that little Tim Curry laugh. Like, <laughs> like that's what I want. Yeah. him, like, relishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this mud bath. I just love when mud is so clean, clean and, and dirty, dirty at the, the same, same time. time. <laughs> <laughs> um, or we're only, like, three years away from that Mortal Kombat movie. Get me Shang Tsung. Get me Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. He was great in that. Yeah. Bananasly stupid movie. And this character mainly is just yelling about needing to combine universes and like he's just saying gobbledygook anyway. Just have someone that can just really fights and stuff. Stare with that like thousand yards intense stare. And yeah, have some fights. Dennis Hopper really is the he is trying for the intensity rather than just like owning it, I guess. I don't know. So and even though he he makes so much more sense as a Mario. I think it'd be funny to have Danny DeVito as Koopa instead and keep with Bob Hoskins as Mario to have them be, to have whatever, be like, you know, in, in your universe, he could have been Mario because it's the universe's split. Yeah, so like, yeah, he's yeah. like the, Mar- you know, the, I, I'm you, I became a Koopa, this dinosaur, uh, uh, Prolet- lizard man, lizard man uh, fascist leader instead. Um, but I, I kind of want like Bob Hoskins square. They're, they were always up for the same roles. What if we got them to square off in the movie? That'd be like the Schwarzenegger Stallone, like I'm buddy film that we never got it. when people actually wanted it. When people cared. Yeah. Uh, so Dennis Hopper explained why he did the film. I made a picture called super Mario brothers and my six year old son at the time, he's now 18. He said, dad, I think you're probably a pretty good actor, but why did you play that terrible guy, King Koopa in Super Mario Brothers? And I said, well, Henry, I did that so you could have shoes. And he said, Dad, I don't need shoes that badly. Oh, wow. <laughs> Six the years old sass. and you're getting burnt by your son. That's like a famed uh, singer, Tony Award winner, Audra McDonald's daughter, <laughs> like being like, shh, Mommy. When she's like trying oh, to sing, no. To her. <laughs> this was like many years Could ago. She'd be like shushing. She's Audrey like, mommy, McDonald. shush, mommy. Oh, she's man. like, oh, well, that's me to hold. I love it. Uh, so Kevin Costner turned it down. Okay. I just i I cannot picture that. Thinking about one of his co-stars, I'm not mad about Alan Rickman in this role. Oh, okay. We get old Sheriff of Nottingham. I'm digging that. Yep. yep. I'm very much digging Alan Rickman yep, in yep. a mud bath. <laughs> Come on. Alan Rickman and Fiona Shaw. It's clean and dirty. At the Alan same Rickman and Fiona time. Shaw would be giving you like as if this was a production of Much Ado About Nothing and they're just like I well maybe this will be our one chance to do Much Ado. We'll just pretend oh, we're doing it with this. On stage together. The two of them together? Yes, with was Lindsay Duncan. Ghosts? No, no, this was uh, John Gabriel Borkman out at BAM. Oh. And that would have been 2011. Oh, 2011. Man. Yeah. I, it wow. was, I was doing a show in Boston, so I was there half the week, but I was like, I am not missing this. And we didn't have a Tuesday night show this week. So I was in New York to see that and then took a bus back that <laughs> night because I would have gone the next day. Of course. It was supposed did. to be a snowstorm. So I was like, well, I guess I got to catch that midnight bus to Boston and roll into <laughs> South Station at 5 a.m. Anyway, it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I I would never really need to see that play again, but the three of them, are you kidding? Unfamiliar with it, but I mean, you, the draw is Alan Rickman, Fiona Fiona Shaw, Shaw and and Lindsay Lindsay Duncan. Duncan. They're great together. They're also actors who've known each other for a million years and wonderful. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, But that sound means it's time to play a quick round of Two Truths and Some Guy. 
The way it works, two of the following actors were up for the role of Koopa, one was not, and Amy Jo is to guess which is which. Your options are Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage, mm-hmm. and Michael Keaton. I actually am not mad about any of these. <laughs> Because what is this role? You know, like, yeah. I think any of them that could adapt to it. Who would not have been up for this? I think I'm going to go Michael Keaton. I'm sorry. That is incorrect. Nicholas Cage. Ding, ding, ding. That yeah. is correct. As far as I could tell, Nicholas Cage Probably around Cage this time, he considered. wasn't quite doing... I mean, Vampire's Kiss was like a project that he and that director put together, but he wasn't doing full, full, like... Uh, he was still doing more prestige stuff around this time i guess prestige ish i mean around here is it might be the same year as deadfall uh which he is <laughs> oh, right. truly and like off the wall in that film oh my gosh uh, <laughs> but yeah but of course i could see it uh which i just before recording this i went and saw as i said recording this early i saw that new nick cage movie pig which recommend very good very not the trailer makes it look like it's john wick but with a pig instead of a dog uh it is not it's just a weird like tone poem of a drama uh but it's it's highly recommended very enjoyable uh but arnold schwarzenegger and michael keaton were the two that were considered both of them passed arnold i mean yeah it's like it might as well koopa just stuff. It's just him doing Mr. Freeze, but put it in this film instead. And it's like, yeah, sure, yeah. you might as well like lean in yeah, you might well. to it. Um, just picturing him in the mud bath. It's like, oh, I just like it. It's clean, clean and, and dirty, dirty at, at the, the same, same time. time. Uh, although in that, just like, you know, you, you can't cut the scene there. Now we got to see him getting out of that mud. We got to get to, we got to see a 1992 Arnold in like a Speedo covered in mud. That's what we got to say. I'm not and then Mr. Universe. We're really nothing. understanding Fiona Shaw being like, no, I want to be your princess. I want to be your queen. Uh, opposed to when it's gross Dennis Hopper with this CGI lizard tongue. So instead, in 1993, or that's right, 93, not 92, uh, Arnold had Last Action Hero and this movie called Beretta's Island, which stars bodybuilder Franco Columbu as a secret agent, which apparently in real life, Arnold was this guy's friend. So as a favor, he worked two days on the film, which from what I can just get, what I can gather is just the opening scene of the film is just the two of them working out. And, and it's, so they literally just, they're working out and they just put a camera on them. Oh my gosh. Lifting. Well, they did that in Flashdance, really, you know? Yes. But in this case, you better believe that Arnold is on the poster with top billing and he is in two minutes of this film, Beretta's Island just... <laughs> doing you his, paid to his actual workout wow, like he wow, would wow. have been doing this workout regardless and you just pointed a camera at it and you're like he's in this movie now I've he's heard the, lead. the way that arnold works out is he um just do- he reps until he starts feeling himself getting tired and then he starts counting reps oh my god because he's course. just going for you know muscle fatigue yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know hey it worked <laughs> i think it worked <laughs> uh and michael keaton i think would actually would sell the crap out of it. Yeah, he'd be great. I mean, this is the same year as Much Ado About Nothing. So he is giving a pretty, <laughs> basically a very doing... heightened cartoon performance. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah, but I, I dig it. I dig that. Uh, so those are all the characters that I found other casting options for. There are a few characters we didn't mention. I want to briefly touch on them. Uh, we have Samantha Mathis as Daisy, who I think is quite charming. Yeah. Um, she, as all of them, just, you know not into this film uh but i think she acquits herself admirably yeah fisher stevens as iggy and richard edson as spike they said that the first scene they shot was in the beginning of the movie 
I believe it was Fisher Stevens who said, we were following Daisy and we were in the car. We had a little bit of dialogue and it really sucked. So I had this idea, let's create our own. The writers couldn't care less. If we could improve the script, they were more than happy. So we did our own dialogue and they loved it. From that moment on, they let us, oh, okay, Fisher and me. So sorry, this is Richard Edson talking. Uh, they let Fisher and me do all our own dialogue. That made it a lot more fun for us. So they are just doing whatever they want. But they didn't let John Leguizamo do that. Yeah. Well, maybe he just didn't think to improvise. I don't know if I don't know. Or maybe he asked. Maybe. Also, maybe it's different for your clowns. True. You know. True. Whereas with Leguizamo, there they could have just be like, no, we want you to be. You're like fresh face. Like we think like this will be like. Yeah. Teen girls might be like, oh, he's so cute. Like that. They'll they'll go kind of gonna come to it because you're you could be like we could sell you as like a young. Like Teen sweet heartthrob, heart yeah. right? Whereas them, it's like, who cares what these knuckleheads do? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they cut the rap. They cut their rap. Oh my gosh, it's tragedy! It's tragedy. Uh, I didn't realize this until I looked it up. I did not recognize Gianni Russo as Scapelli, but he is in our previous episode, The Godfather, as Carlo, the oh, worst husband oh, in the world. I knew he looked vaguely familiar. <laughs> But I've seen that guy in maybe now two movies. Right. I mean, this is, you know, two decades And, and after it's two decades. Godfather. As opposed to like the guy in Ferris Bueller where it's like. Right, right, you know, right. Relatively close. And a very specific looking guy, you uh, know. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where he's mainly on hand to get turned into a chimpanzee. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. We have Francesca P. Roberts as Bertha, who we didn't talk about. She like early on like steals, gets the necklace, the this meteorite. Yeah. And so Bob Hoskins in this like... <laughs> This mustard yellow suit. He's never looked better. <laughs> with her, this bright red, like spiky outfit where they look like ketchup and they look like they're going to a Halloween it's costume with so ketchup and funny. mustard. And you've got to like dance and seduce her. She's given like a real um, for the for the RuPaul's Drag Race fans out there, a real vivacious uh entrance look um in in season six mother has arrived and it's all like spiky I was actually wait no i'm sorry for the entrance look ornacia was the entrance look it's the uh the look that she wore in the club kid look on the runway oh i do know what you're talking yeah. about and i agree i'm also thinking of though i'm not familiar with their names but whatever the red spiky dildo looking creature on yo gabba gabba is that looks i don't even know like that what you're talking uh, about. and as for the actor you might know that they were in legally blonde and in like they have episodes of everything you could think of, like starting from Starsky and Hutch mm -hmm. through like Grey's Anatomy. And they're in the episode Charlie Work from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia uh, that I is one of the best episodes of that series that I know her from. And I was like, oh, her. Uh, but yeah, I love once again of your lines that you're like, what, is this a movie? What's the actor's name? Oh, Francesca P. Roberts. Francesca P. Roberts. She's great. I, I yeah. really enjoy that very dynamic. Fun in this. I, I love that, like, the turns of that, like, Mario has seduced her. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm on your side now. I'm going to help you. I'm in but also yeah. he's like i like her like, i mean honestly like uh, nothing against wh whoever the actor is that played mario's like girlfriend who winds up also getting kidnapped because iggy and spike think that right. like oh is this the princess but like maybe just started where he's single and then it's like this and now i've met you so yeah. you're now you're my my love interest and then like you know at the end princess daisy and bertha are at the door with like their machine guns yeah. like you're not gonna believe this like come on it's making me think of like galaxy quest where tony shalhoub and uh missy, missy Pyle, Pyle. yes you know? absolutely but like let's have both of them because it's like also so kind of dumb it's like what's the point of even kidnapping mario's girlfriend he doesn't know that she's kidnapped until Correct. he until finds he's her there. it's uh, i think the 
are a few moments of sloppy screenwriting in this. What do yeah, you think? I I mean, I agree. But that would be so easy to have him be able to see, like, Iggy and Spike also have her as well. I'm like, yeah. oh, come on, Luigi, we got to get her. Stakes. Opposed to he's just kind of along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, I just was here to solve a plumbing situation. Right. But this this line of hers where, like, I can't tell which is more of, like, who is this? Is this movie for children or not? It, between Koopa's, I, I, you know what I love about mud? It's clean and dirty at the same time. Or her dance with me and i'll hit you all you like yeah yeah <laughs> it was great i loved it um and king of Azure, lance henriksen who you know he's in like one shot of the film he coughs out some fungus goop and then has like two lines but he met his second wife jane pollock on set who was the makeup artist <gasps> So there you go. You know, don't, t- you know, oh, it's a dumb movie. I'm going to have two lines, but you you could meet your future wife. Uh, and of course, got to talk about Fiona Shaw as Lena. Come on. All these outfits. It's so good. It's It really is like whenever she's on screen, this movie it's suddenly jolts a movie. to life. Now we're in a movie. We're in a movie, movie with a capital M. Uh, every Every single moment of her in this film, dynamite. She's so good. They really did. It's a, you can you can tell too sometimes when you're watching something that uh, it happens on stage and screen whatever that that the designer got excited about the performer yeah. and that there was chemistry between them as yeah. collaborators mm-hmm. because they have costumed her stunningly like she looks like a million bucks like so sexy and with a sense of humor it's like she's got the most like colorful garments of anyone in this movie until we get to the ketchup and mustard um (laughs) scene as you describe it like she comes out looking great you know and it's it's exciting to see that like that helps too yeah uh i i I had started to get really excited about this trivia i discovered and then i then I learned I was mistaken, but I saw, cause I was like, have these directors gone on to do anything else? And the wife, Annabelle Jenkel has just directed an upcoming drama called tell it to the bees that I looked up and I saw is an adaptation of a novel by Fiona Shaw. No not, relation. Not that Fiona but I was like, Shaw. I was like, what? What? I was I like, Oh, you, different Fiona Shaw. I bet you our Fiona Shaw is like, Never, never again. 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 Could you imagine if Fiona Shaw was like, oh, I've I've written this book and I'm going to turn it into a movie. Who should turn it into a movie? You know what? That horrifying experience. Annabelle Schenkel. Well, maybe it's the husband. The husband's the one pouring coffee on heads. Maybe it's a terrible marriage and he's the monster. And she could have made an amazing film and maybe tell it to the bees. Tell it to the bees. Which I can only hope is not a metaphor and is literally about someone who could talk to bees. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I... I also think I should mention, and I'm not sure exactly because I we watched it one time. She does seem to be because Fiona Shaw's Irish. She's mainly doing shows and films where she is using yeah. uh, RP, uh, British accent. But she seems to be using multiple accents in this movie. But it seems consistent when she's talking to Dennis Hopper. It seems, and again, I'd have to go back and watch it just to track that this is what's happening. She seems to be using RP when she's talking to Dennis Hopper and either more Irish or she's doing a full American accent when she's talking hmm. to Daisy, which is like, interesting. Cause it's, it's harder when you add the R's in. Right. And by harder, I mean yeah. like a harder, like a harsher sound. Um, so I need to go back and watch just to make sure that that's actually what's happening. But I, I thought that was a very interesting, like 
strong example of code switching, you know, also being like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to be like this when I'm around you and listen, you, uh, you know, yeah. is, is kind of how it, it read to me. And maybe I'm wrong. She was doing an Irish accent the whole time and I just wasn't like really listening. It wasn't just or terribly just pronounced. coming across light, lightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So it could be that. But she's mm. definitely hardening those sounds mm. when she's talking to Daisy, which I, th- I was like, hey, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, an, that's an acting choice. Either way, she is great. She gets a great end getting turned into that skeleton You're, prop. Well, I'm which is not, like, wow, she really made an impression oh, in that. And they, they really should have someone going like, yeah, in that wall. Like one of the, one of the, like the one woman that's like, <laughs> where they're, they're like rescuing the girls and Mario's girlfriend is like to his other girls like don't say anything like Mario's oh, right. up in the ceiling she's like other- hey Mario we're down here and then they all start screaming Mario yeah. it's like what are you doing they're trying to rescue you 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 Brooklyn bimbos oh, brother yeah no but she doesn't get skeletonized before she gets an electrocuted wig yes oh that's true first she gets electrocuted and I was like and now she's dead like oh no she just gets to switch out to this re- amazing electrified wig she kind of gets the daniel stern in home alone 2 yes. treatment where she gets turned it she but like kind of in reverse then she gets turned into a skeleton with the hair the still has this like frizzy miss frizzle hair yep. uh which is a delight uh amy joe final thoughts on super mario bros any moments we haven't touched on or characters that popped out at you we also have don lake is like one of the like the higher oh, up yeah. police officers from all the uh christopher guest films it's what I know him best from. Oh my God. I'm just looking through my notes. <laughs> um, I've found this note. Cause you know, we were watching this like extended cut where, you know, and you're like, maybe we're watching the better version. And I have written, this isn't a magnificent Amberson's situation in so far. It's like <laughs> restoring the studio cut is not going to suddenly make it a lot better. Um, you don't think this is like the Snyder cut where it's like the four hour version of Super Mario Brothers is like that. That's the version that actually does it. That's the the good version. I'm not going to even dignify everything <laughs> you just said with that. Um. OK, so by your request, Amy Joe, here are here are the lyrics to this cut Iggy and Spike Ooh. rap. So they're in this bar where they're they, they just ha- start like talking they start standing they're standing on the bar they start speaking like in a syncopated rhythm and then it just turns into the rap like do you realize what our society has become you ever get the feeling you're on automatic pilot you're going through the motions like waves in the ocean that life is a series of brainless notions and you'll want to feel something more than empty emotions well we met two plumbers who had an idea they showed us the light and a new frontier mario and luigi they know what's right we gotta make a stand and put up a fight we'll stop and think this through, it's time to get rid of you-know-who. A radical development is taking place. Iggy and Spike will set the pace. Koopa. The party poopa. <laughs> the poopa scoopa. Gosh. It's a cry and shame. We're playing his game. He's got us so tame. It really is lame. We all so dumb being under his thumb. Be proud reptilians. We number in the millions. Look at these Goombas shutting us down. The rule of force is the rule of this clown. Or Koopa. The, the party, party poopa. poopa. The poopa scoopa. Scoopa. Uh, so, you know, how did we miss that? How did we, did this come before, or this, this is after Secret of the Ooze with the vanilla ice, go turtle, go ninja, go ninja, go. Oh my go. gosh. I, I'm not sure, but Better that's than that. But you know what? Vanilla Ice, he, he, he could have popped into this as well as like backup for Iggy and Spike. I could have seen that. Vanilla Ice as a, as Toad. Go Plumber, go Plumber, go. Go Plumber, go, plumber, go, go plumber, Mario. Go, go. Oh, there you go. Go Mario. I, I'm digging that. Thank you. Uh, I want to end on this, this quote from Samantha Mathis, who said that she only saw the movie once. She said, that was enough. 
I will say, we had an extraordinary press junket in Japan. They sent John Leguizamo, Bob Hoskins, and myself. It must have been hosted partly by Nintendo. We were there for over two weeks. I remember being in an old temple in Tokyo with Bob and John, and there were Buddhist monks praying for the success of the film. We all looked at each other when we realized what was going on. We thought, this is sacrilegious. These priests should not be praying for our crazy movie. Wow. <laughs> wow, indeed. So thank you again to Ben for requesting Super Mario Bros. Thanks, Ben. I gotta be, you know, I gotta admit, I was not looking forward to watching this film. I was down to not I do would, this. I would and, say I was dreading it. And I wound up having a ball. Yeah, it was great. I had a great time. I mean, it wasn't great. I, I use that in the lowercase sense. It was a great time. <laughs> The movie's got chimpanzees and dinosaurs, so as far as I'm concerned, it's a perfect film. Uh, that, when they when they de-evolved the chimp, and then he was wearing a wedding ring. And he the, stole the wedding suit, ring. He, he stole the suit. He did a nice Capelli's touch. suit, but then they put the wedding, the wedding ring on no, the chimpanzee funny. is a real great touch. Yeah. There were people from the design team that are trying. There are people yes. in different aspects that are trying with this movie. Clearly. And if you have a movie, once again, that you'd love for us to break down the casting of, email us at anomalstarring.gmail.com and let us know. And if you want to follow us on the socials to see what movie we're covering next, just follow us on Instagram at and almost starring. Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. It's me, Amy Jackson. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred.